everybody, and welcome to a, another edition of Ignite Radio Live no. over the five mighty stations of Annunciation Radio. You threw me because you didn't say special. Edition. What was special? Special edition. You always say special. special. We're very excited to have you with us here in this conversation. We're live in the studio tonight, which is most of the time, but sometimes it's hard to tell because we have some great speakers from events. And tonight we are live, and uh, we invite you to join in this conversation tonight. And the number is 877 877- 8098. I'm going to give you that number again. 877-275-8098. And uh, really, wow, what an amazing Sunday. We had our second ablaze. It was uh, led by Father Matthias Thalen. He just got his STL. It's a fancy schmancy acronym, which means he's smart. It says, Here's, we pronounce <laughs> holy you way. smart. <laughs> and um, he's up there with Ralph Martin and Mary Healy, very dynamic uh, At Catholic Sacred Heart Seminary. Seminary in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And uh, my brother Nathan, who's a professor at Hillsdale, uh, it's just neat these connections, you know, that he was, uh, Father Thalen was uh, presiding, um, basically, a, you know, filling in at the parish at uh, in Hillsdale. And so my brother Nathan, who's a professor there, they made that connection. You folks know how that is. It's just cool when you circle back. You're Greg's brother and, you know, you're Nate's brother, etc. So it's just kind of neat to have these connections. Anyways, I digress. Father Matthias uh, presided this past Sunday in opening the door all the more for us to understand what it means, folks, to be Catholic, to be open to the fullness of our Catholic faith, particularly where it concerns the manifestation of God's love, of his miraculous, healing, transforming presence, which in Scripture, we must emphasize, was always and is always accompanied by an invitation to relationship with Jesus Christ. The miraculous healings and those things that happen, that still happen, and we experienced it this past Sunday, are always connected to evangelization, to more fully knowing God. So let me throw you a couple of scripture quotes to set this up. You know, of course, we're told in Scripture that God, uh, that we'd be clothed with power from on high because Jesus was going to go to his Father and send the Spirit. That's from Luke twenty four forty nine. Jesus promised we would do even greater things than we saw him do. That's from John fourteen twelve, And we're offered this description of all those who say yes. Quote, the Lord worked through them, confirming what they said by many miraculous signs, unquote, from Mark 16, 20. So, folks, as I read those to you, and I'm just saying this almost rhetorically, are you a believer? Do you believe that God wants to do even greater things than we saw him do? Let me take it further. Do you believe that God wants to do those through you and that you're called to do that by virtue of your baptism and confirmation and the sacramental grace that he has given you? Do you believe that that's what it means significantly, largely in part, to be a Catholic? To give witness to the world around us that we're not just in a fatalistic world where just everything happenstance happens to us, but that God custom-designed our world for the purpose of bringing Him glory, and He anoints us as His people to give evidence to, if you will, an eternal realm, another world, of a play of a supernatural presence and power that is the Trinity in the Holy Spirit, and then He uses us to do that. So, folks, um, truthfully, as, as I present that challenge to you and to me, 
honestly, I have my doubts. I have my fears. I have my reservations. Like, he can work through that guy. He can work through that woman. I've seen it. I've read about it. How awesome. But when it comes to me, really, like, God, you, you want to you wanna work through me to maybe lay hands on somebody and see them heal or to be attuned to a need in the heart of a brother and sister that I'd have no other way of knowing except by prayer and to act upon that? But folks, that's what this past, what's what a blaze is really, in a sense, all about. And it's really kind of taken from Luke twelve forty nine, where Jesus says, I have come to set the earth on fire, and how I wish it were already ablaze. Jesus wishes it were already ablaze. Now let me ask you folks, as you're listening, would Jesus convey his purpose and his mission to set the earth on fire, and would he convey his wish that were already ablaze without providing a means to do it. I don't think so. I think he'd provide a means, and I think, you know, he's opening us, kind of maybe prying us open a little bit, taking us out of our comfort zones, and precisely our steps out of our comfort zones are the steps in faith, overcoming that fear, that doubt, that reservation, that are the occasion for his grace to work. So, Steph, this past Sunday, ablaze, what was your experience? The question. Um, It was amazing. It was amazing, which sounds like such a cliche, lame answer. Um, But so Father Matthias, I had never met him before. I heard a lot about him, lots of mutual friends and family Mm. who have met him and just very amazed. Our kids experienced him, I believe, at Steubenville and Lift Lift Jesus Jesus Higher also. And very, very, you know, excited when they found out he was coming to preside at this ablaze. So let me say that all these amazing stories that I heard about him. He is such a holy, humble, just regular down to earth, down to earth kind of guy priest. So not, you know, again, just very humble and fun. Um, just has a real, um, like a, a, a joy, a quiet, just fun. That sounds so silly to describe somebody like that. But so, you know, you hear about this healer priest and, you know, teaching uh, different classes at the seminary in Detroit and this and that. And it was a beautiful reminder, like you were just talking about, Greg, that even though he's a priest, and that certainly is something um, unique and special and anointed, but just that the Lord desires to work through the regular people, right? That you don't have to have this flashy personality and whatever, but just that sincere open heart. So that being said, just very inspired and um, moved by the expectant faith of the people. So as the people gathered, first it was, we were blessed to be at St. Jerome. Mm-hmm. Um, Father Eric Schild and Brett Hunterbrink are always so welcoming. Um, and the parishioners there too, just opening their doors to us time and time again. So um, in the parish center for some um, experience of releasing of the spirit, so to speak, an unbound experience to renounce, you know, things that may in the way. right to that outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And, um, and so then moving over to church with the candles for many of our listeners, you are familiar with, you know, the ignite experience. So anyway, just the whole idea And I'm going to use the two words again, expectant faith. So here are these people surrounding our Lord in the Eucharist, Mm -hmm. um, a very open, gifted priest who 
um, he too did a little bit more of the renouncing and just getting the junk out of the way. He prayed over the congregation, which was very powerful. Mm -hmm. And he spoke of, you know, how the Lord desires this to happen here right now. Mm -hmm. And why did he do it way back then? It was so that they knew the people around him knew that the Lord was with them, that the Lord cared, that the Lord was present, that the Lord, you know, wanted to show his love in that way. And so just kind of, again, it's, you know, we're all going to die, he mm-hmm. emphasized. So any healing that would take place, Humorously it's all... brought up Lazarus, you know, great, I died once, I got to do this all right. over again kind of thing, really. <laughs> right, right. So just that it's of this world, it's a temporary thing regardless. Um, uh, but and then just praying during that prayer of anointing and um, over the congregation for that openness. And then he went into a more specific thing. So just beautiful praise music, Cassandra... A, how do you say her last name? I don't want to get a Cree. Um, just phenomenal job leading worship. Just what a heart gifted musician, but the hearts that went along with it, Mm -hmm. which makes it all the more powerful. Um, so, as he was uh, talking about different um, needs for healing and encouraging people and just seeing literally him praying over people and healings taking place. And I don't mean like wacky um, craziness. It was done. Yes. Just very beautiful laying on of the hands and um, people experiencing, you know, some of it was more slowly healing and the prayer teams going. And the more powerful thing though, for me, Greg was watching the, the people who had assembled praying over each other as he encouraged them to do. For example, he had asked, you know, is anyone experiencing, um, I don't know, well, neck injuries or a back, and, you know, you know visual some, or hearing. He went right. through the various things. And, and people, so he had people yeah. raise their hand if they were experiencing that. And then when you saw somebody with their hand up, they were surrounded by other people there to pray over them. And just, just that did the openness of mm-hmm. grace that poured out and, um, there and there were. I don't know if you want to take the baton from here, but there were healings that took place that night. We're going to let that unfold a little bit. Is inviting people to call in because maybe some of you who are listening right now may be moved to call in and share your story. In fact, we have a caller on the line right now. How are you doing tonight, Diane? I'm doing great, Greg. Still excited about Sunday. Yay! Wow. Hi, Diane. Always a blessing to hear your voice. So, Diane, you're no stranger. You've you've been on our program before. You've shared how your own life, how you've experienced an anointing, the power of the Holy Spirit. You lead the Magnificat movement. You're involved in so many uh, arenas. You're on the core mission team for St. Peter, etc., etc. And you were, we are blessed to have you and your awesome husband, Jim, there on Sunday. What struck you, Diane, for our listeners? Well, I... I had, uh, way, way, way back when I was in my 20s, I had a healing that um, relieved me from rheumatoid arthritis where I could have been crippled for the rest of my life with with kids. Um, So I'm always expected because I've experienced it. Mm -hmm. But um, I know that as we, you know, our little groups of people, as we pray, we know we have a job to bring God's love Mm -hmm. to our world today, to all the people surrounding us. And many who don't have a clue as to who God is and what his love is like for us. And 
And how did the apostles do it? You know, we say, well, gee, the apostles just didn't go out talking. There were signs and wonders that followed them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So people were drawn to Jesus, drawn to the apostles because of what they saw. And then once they were drawn in, they got his word and realized um, to some extent who he was and who he was for them. So our culture today is certainly in need of that very same thing. And Father Matthias, I think, did that. That, um, so well. One thing that he said right in the beginning that really, really struck me as we were kneeling in adoration before uh, Jesus in the, in the monstrance, and he had a prophetic word that I think I will never, ever forget for the rest mm. of my life. But he said in first person, Jesus, he said, you have many things you think you need, mm-hmm. but all you need is me. Mm. And that was so Very powerful. I what I think that focused everyone, um, rather than thinking about what they wanted to pray for, maybe they were focused on Christ. And I think that was the beginning of a beautiful evening of many healings. I mean, lots of physical healings, um, and people that you know we prayed with. I mean, backs were better, and uh, necks were better, and headaches were better, and um, that that's what I experienced with people, but uh, there were also, um, I think, um, some spiritual healings Absolutely. and emotional healings as well. Um, I had one friend um, discerned a voice while she, we were praying over her for healing that told her she wasn't worthy of being healed, mm-hmm. and she realized that that wasn't God talking to her. And it was a voice that she's heard before, and now she recognizes that she has to reject that. That's a healing. Right. Absolutely. There's so many ways that that God heals us. Diane, Uh, go ahead. I'm mm -hmm. sorry. Well, that's that's, that's okay. That was my major, the major crux of what I, you know, came home with that I've been thinking about. Wonderful. So one one second, just for our folks who are tuning in right now, you're tuned in to Ignite Radio Live. We are live. It's Tuesday night. We air again on Saturday at 2 p.m. And uh, we're talking about this outpouring of the Holy Spirit. All the popes have asked us to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, not a new sacrament. It's all about stirring up that sacramental grace. We have uh, Diane Dudenhofer on the phone who is with us, and uh, she just explained very beautifully that clearly, scripturally, then as now, uh, we're living in biblical days, that the signs and wonders correspond to an encounter with Jesus and giving our lives to him. And that word from Father Matthias who led us was all about this, that you have many things you think you need, but all you really need is me. And uh, my wife, uh, go ahead, Stephanie, you had a question. No, I was just going to say to um, you, Diane, and also to you, Greg, something that was so powerful to me, and if you want to comment on this, certainly God's healing power and presence and just being in front of him in the Eucharist, right? What a gift in and of itself that is. The greatest miracle. But the love of the community of believers Mm -hmm. that people cared enough to pray with and over each other and to really, you know, plead on their brother or sister's behalf to our Lord to bring them whatever kind of healing that they needed that the Lord desired to give them. So just that whole idea of the community, that love, that, you know, it's the year of mercy. And, you know, you look at the spiritual and corporal works of mercy, it's through the relationships with others that 
the Lord, his grace is manifested, right? And so just that whole notion of standing side by side with each other. Just um, a key thing for our listeners also, because I want to specifically address and get your feedback here, Diane, and what took you from being a, a beneficiary, if you will, of God's grace of people praying over you to overcoming the fear, the doubt, the reservations, and being uh, you know, in the seat, if you will, of one who lays hands on others that, that God's grace worked through. And uh, along with that, just to kind of cue that up, a little bit, I think, was Father Matthias, who it was not about, you know, arrows pointing at him. It wasn't a cult of personality or prima donna or, oh, amazing Father Matthias. Certainly, you know, we are talking about things that, that are worthy of our admiration and regard, but the things that we speak of are things that are accessible and called by every single Catholic. And um, the invitation, I think, for all of us in that assembly to um, recognize by virtue of our baptism and confirmation, we have an authority and the power vested in us in the name of Jesus Christ. And to focus our prayer over one another with expect, with expectant faith. So it's it's taking it further from, okay, folks, I know I need to pray for this person. I'll remember you in my prayers, which is nice and good, and we should, to, okay, now I'm going to pray with you. Okay, let's just pray. Let's talk to God. Another very powerful thing, of course, to that third thing of, I am going to lay hands on you, and I'm going to pray with a sense of intentionality and focus that God really wants to work and we have confidence is working. So share with us, Diane, how you kind of went again from one who has prayed over to one whom you're now conscious of this um, availing to the Holy Spirit and uh, praying over others. Well, I think number one, after I experienced the healing myself, I knew God was real. Sorry, I don't know who's trying to call me here. I'm going (laughs) to... Sorry. I'm getting the... All right, sorry. Oops. <laughs> Technical, the live shows, right? All right. <laughs> we were stalling for you, Diane. Go ahead. <laughs> that was it. I mean, I knew God was real. I knew it was possible because it happened to me. So once I knew it happened to me and it was possible, it was much easier to pray with expectancy for someone else. The only thing that would, you know, inhibit that would be um, they prayed over me. And I was healed, but did I have the ability to do the mm. same thing? And and of course I don't, but God does. Amen. Mm-hmm. So to get off the idea that this is something that I can do and realize that all God wants is me to be willing. And one thing from, from Father Messiah that I thought of was when he was sharing one, one of his um, healings that happened at the garbage dump in Mexico mm-hmm. uh, when the woman was blind and he was overcome with compassion mm-hmm. for her as she was searching through the rubble blindly trying to find something she could sell for food. Mm-hmm. And he just touched the back of her head and made the sign of the cross. And... She leapt in the air and said, who touched me? What is that? What something just happened to me? You know, electricity that just went through my whole mm-hmm. body. And then within a few minutes, she was seen. Um, and it, it, I think it surprised him at that moment in time. Right. But he, he, he reiterated he was overwhelmed with compassion mm-hmm. for her. So I said, well, that's God. That's God's love. Compassion is love. And, and God's love pours through us and... And what a gift to be able to help someone that way. Diane, I... Go ahead. I'm sorry. 
that's, that's okay. I had the thought um, that as we are seeking more fully to, um, as communities, so certainly individually, and then obviously that's, that's, you know, if you will, the beginning, that I'm seeking God's grace, and of course it's edified by the church, people around me, but then to do it together, say, with your spouse and your family, kind of that next level, and then, you know, really to be a community that is conscious of this this mandate, this call, this, this um, mission to make God's love known through signs and wonders, through proclaiming the gospel and tuning people into Jesus, just I had to wonder as I walked, you know, you know, that evening, you know, what would it be like if our churches, if our pastors kind of understood what went down Sunday night and recognized that it, it was extremely special in a, in a sense, right, and that God gave it to us, but that it's something that all are called to do and gifted to do. If our parishes had that kind of attunement and openness and the members kind of connected with that, to me, I get it. I don't know. As I look at the world, as I see the politics, as I see the bleakness around us, that's the answer. We saw and tasted of on Sunday night the kind of answer that the world is yearning for. Yes. And, and it's, it's never left us. It's always been here. We just need to be open and understand that it's true and it's real. Um, and... And we are, you know, in our culture today, we are so into the material what we can see, touch, and feel, and don't realize that spiritually, it, there's a huge spiritual realm that we are just beginning to tap into. Mm-hmm. There's so mm-hmm. much there, and uh, I, I and that that needs to be taught, and it needs to be experienced. Amen. And, and I think it's it's happening. Well, I think it's happening through um, ignite through a blaze. Uh, through our Pentecost experience, um, mm-hmm. and I, I think um, as people testify to what they're experiencing, it will, it will grow and grow and grow. And and, uh, and once we are free enough to do it, I think with others around us, sometimes family can be the hardest one to to pray with. Right. But um, our children should be our our first our first um, people that we pray with, and I think you. You know, we're we're learning that we're learning that in the uh, the living program that you're mm-hmm. doing to uh, share and pray with each other, and that that is that's the kernel, that's the seed, and lots of sprouting from that. Diane, and I've got, got Jim right next to me too. Oh, here, just as, well, we got to get uh, we got to get. Is Jim going to share with us some things? Yes, just a second. Awesome. Something very smart, Greg. As you know, I am not terribly verbose. <laughs> Contrasted by me. I-, I can take it, Jim. We're brothers. That's what it means to be but community. You, Thank you. We we have prayed over people for, for many years, ever since Diane's healing. Mm. And that was never a problem. The problem is the other side. You know, I always considered myself to be immortal. I had no problems. I had no need for anyone to pray over me. And it's very humbling to raise your hand. Mm. Father Matthias mentions, uh uh-oh, heart issues, lung issues. Right. Oh, I thought, I am am mortal. That's (laughs) (laughs) That's not a happy thought. But it's very humbling Mm -hmm. to do that, and all of a sudden, instead of the we, they, we are all a part of the same community of Christ. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, that message is to all those folks out there who are 
reticent to come forward for prayer, to come forward for for the blessings that Christ has for them. Jim, thank you for that word. And it was, uh, again, combining Stephanie, Steph, your image of people gathered with great love, praying over one another. And that is the body of Christ. That is a holy community corresponding to Holy Communion, of course, seeing people pray over you, Jim. I know different parts of the church, depending on people's where they're at, focus, but just blessed to kind of see that happening. It was very beautiful with you. And, of course, continued prayers there um, for you and your willingness to, to uh, receive that. Um, Jim and Diane, we love you guys. You are awesome. Thank you so much for calling in and sharing with us tonight. Folks, you are tuned in to Ignite Radio Live, and uh, we're talking about a powerful event that happened this past Sunday called Ablaze. It was led by Father Matthias Thaland, and uh, we're learning brothers and sisters out there. We're learning what it means to be open to the fullness of the Holy Spirit, and I have to add as sinners, as incomplete, as broken, as we are, that we open that door and recognize and receive and take the steps in faith to be attuned to the heart of God for others around us. And uh, Jim and Diane referred to this live it thing, just a little commercial, we got to keep saying it, that these events are not meant to be solitary moments in time. They're meant to give us a portrait of a way of life. They're meant to give us a vision, if you will, and a wiring of the way we're called to live. And we want to make that accessible. So you go to massimpact.us, the simple, easiest way is a downloadable gathering guide. It's new every week based upon Sunday readings, and we really challenge you, invite you to receive the grace of God alive in your relationships. I'll say that again, to receive the grace, the blessing that God wants to give you alive in your relationships by putting that flag in the sand and talking and praying as a family. And we get the obstacles, parents of six kids. We get the sports, we get the demands, we get the electronic stuff. We're not judging, we're not pointing fingers. We get the challenge. But look at your family and recognize God sees you as an image of himself. He wants you to be a means of making of the world encountering love. And sometimes we forget. We forget in the midst of the very good things, the spinning things, though. This week, put that flag in the sand. Spend time talking and praying as a family, and it's very, quote-unquote, easily done. MassImpact.us. Download that gathering guide and just truly receive the grace of God. Unpack the present that is your wife, that is your husband, that is your brother, that is your sister. Unpack the gift that lies below the surface that they haven't had a chance, if you will, to share. Maybe some things going on. Receive that blessing. We have another caller on the line. How are you doing tonight, Amy? Oh, great. How are you? Very, very good. Uh, thanks for calling in. Did you have to overcome some doubts and fears and reservations to call in? Um, well, <laughs> I had to leave the kids with my husband <laughs> and okay. go up and lock myself in my bedroom. Is that where, I know is that's that where the fear is? <laughs> I know that space. <laughs> no, thank you for calling. And I just know that a lot of folks, I'm glad you called in, and I'm eager to hear your thoughts on what happened on Sunday. But just for our listeners, I'm going to give the number again and say, for many of us, when I say you may have something on your heart and your mind that you're meant to share, the fact that you experience a little bit of queasiness or, oh, gosh, maybe the very indication that you need to take that step in faith and do it. And that number is 877-275-8098. We want to hear how the Holy Spirit's working through you, what you encountered, what you experienced, and uh, just very blessed. You were there Sunday, Amy. Tell us about your experience. Yeah, well, um, I I brought my friend Tara from church, and um, she she. She'd been to St. Jerome uh, one other time for a charismatic prayer meeting, and um, she was really blessed by that. But um, 
we both we just both want more from God and we we want to you know catch his fire and just like like uh your names for the events like ignite and just ablaze we we want more and um mm. so we kind of went with expectations but uh when we got there we just oh we had so much peace and um mm. uh the, the beginning, the opening stuff was just, it was awesome just to come bring all of that before God and just give it up to Him, um, like where you lead us through um, the forgiveness mm-hmm. and, um, you know, uh, just getting right, rid of all of that. And that renouncing junk. stuff and the things yeah. that lie to us, just renouncing them so we can be emptied of the junk and open to that outpouring. Yeah. Yep. So there was just so much peace after that, and I I absolutely love to worship the Lord, mm-hmm. and um, we were just excited to go over there and just really felt the presence of the Holy Spirit, like, so, so strong and so quickly, and um, I know my friend, my friend was healed um, right away uh, when Father Matthias was, was praying, and she was just really overwhelmed mm-hmm. by all of that, and um. I went up for prayer for um, for migraines, um, and I had a headache while I was there. I had a migraine earlier in the day, and I was thinking, I'm going to this no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm going to be there. And um, so when I went up for prayer, um, yeah, it was your son that prayed for me. So, um, <laughs> and I think everybody else was, everybody else was praying for somebody. So I was like, can you pray for me? And, um, and he got just a guy that was nearby and um, just started praying. And I don't remember all of his words. I just remember just um, hearing and just, you know, saying yes and receiving mm-hmm. um, everything until it got to the point where he said, um, just for um, God's, God's just flow mm-hmm. of water to just, flow over me and pour through me and just wash wash over me and um i don't remember the exact words but instantly i just felt cool like cool water mm. flowing like over my head but like through me and i felt it like i just felt the coolness like you're drinking water only like all over and mm. i felt it go in like through my abdomen and down my legs into my feet and it was just like wow and he kept on praying and then he asked you know is the lord speaking anything or is he saying anything or is he doing anything and um i explained to him what what had happened and um so he was just like okay more lord more and he just he kept on praying mm-hmm. for more and i just i went i went down <laughs> um beautiful and what does that i'm going to pause you a second amy sorry for pausing yeah. you but uh we use phrases that people might be unfamiliar to them like you say you went down some of us may know that means slain in the spirit uh that now explain to us like what happened there was it did it over like was it uh voluntary on your part or did it kind of overcome you and you just were taken no it was just like it was just like the power of the holy spirit just came over me and i i did i could not keep myself up Mm -hmm. (laughs) It, it was just like i mean i guess the only words that would come to mind is like the weight of his glory. There's no way to stand. Yeah. And, um, I went down and even talking about it right now, I just get this immense, like overwhelming peace and 
just Praise like God. I could feel his presence just talking about it. But um, I, as I was laying down, all I could really do, like I wasn't unconscious, but all I could do was just thank him and praise him. Mm. And I felt like I was floating on like just a still lake, like just on this peaceful water, mm. just floating on top on my back. I mean, the water, the water thing, it just didn't end. It was like when he said, you know, when he said that, I felt, you know, and like I know the Holy Spirit is represented by water, but I felt that mm. peaceful, like refreshing water. And then just when he said more, the Lord gave more, <laughs> like mm-hmm. more than I could like stay up in. And um, th- and then just laying down, it was just like, it was the most immensely peaceful thing. Um when I finally, like, I kept on thinking, like, oh, I'm going to get up now, uh, and I was not ready. Like, a couple mm. different times, it was just like, I'm not moving. Mm. <laughs> um, but when I finally did, I was just so, I it was still that, like, that weight of his glory thing. Like, I, all I could really do was just sit, and um, my friend and I sat against the pew, and, um, I was just praising him. We were all just praising him right there. And um, as I was just saying, God, you are so good. You are so good. Hallelujah. Like, that's all I could really think. Mm-hmm. And um, the joy just started to bubble up, and I started laughing, and I could not stop laughing. I was just so full of joy. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness, his his goodness is so good there's just nothing like it in the world and just i think everybody around me was cracking up laughing because there was just (laughs) so much joy like in his presence it's it's it was really amazing i mean if anybody go ahead i was just gonna say if anybody would ever feel like they're missing something or they want their life to be changed or anything like that. I mean, you have to experience this. Like, Mm -hmm. there's nothing like it. So did he take away your migraine, Amy? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I I wasn't even thinking about... about, He he told me, okay, while your son was praying, he told me not to acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. So in the midst of him praying, I just stopped thinking about the pain of a Mm -hmm. migraine and, like, there was no, I mean, sometime while he was still praying for me, standing up, the migraine was gone. Mm. And, um, and like, I mean, by the time, by the time I was like on the floor, there was nothing but just nothing but him, nothing but God. Praise God. That is so beautiful. You know, Amy, as you're speaking this, you're opening the door for our memory, of course, on Sunday, but also even right now to the wonder that God wants to bestow upon those who are listening. Listeners, there's a reason you're hearing this right now, and God's grace is not confined to those couple hours on Sunday. It's present right now. Whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're experiencing, He wants to manifest His love. He He wants to heal. He wants to transform. And you know what moves me most, Amy? I looked over at my wife, and she was kind of like the doing tearing up kind of thing with the hand deal. Uh, I know we're not a visual medium here, but very moving for us. Why? Because, you know, at the beginning we were talking about grateful for Father Matthias and truly a gifted priest, but something about that night that made it clear that this is what we're called to do as sons and daughters of God and Jesus Christ and that he gives to us. And so you're giving us now a testimonial of somebody that I know a little bit. My son, 14 years old, 
He was wearing the M, 15, 15 years old, 14. you know, wearing the wow. Alb, right, as a, as a server who's never done this before. So, I mean, he's prayed over wow. people in our home. We've had occasions where we're praying with people and over people, certainly. And I'd even say we've prayed for healing or whatever. But he said to me afterwards, um, Dad, it was a little bit like that Aslan, Prince Caspian moment where, you know, Prince Caspian is protesting to Aslan saying, you know, I'm not worthy and, and I'm not, you know, I'm not strong enough and I could fail. And Aslan responds by saying, it's precisely that you say these things that makes you the right person. And John Paul said, similarly, that as you came to him in faith, you were led to him, he knew that, the, that he needed to respond in grace, that God would be the provision, that God, would, that God was doing something. There was a drama playing out there that he didn't have the calculation or the logic to figure out. He just knew, game on, God is doing something. I'm availing my mind and my heart to you, Lord, lead me. And so even as you're sharing with me, I didn't hear much of the story. It's the first time really other than um, I know you'd sent something in uh, and I didn't quite read the whole thing yet, but just that, you know, God gave him an insight into how to guide you and lead you in his grace and, yeah. uh, and prayed over you. And, uh, and again, yeah. I just want to pronounce, you know, listeners to you out there, what is God saying here and you're hearing this? That this, again, this is, this is really what God desires of the body of Christ. So, yeah. Amy, yeah. thank you so much for calling in and sharing this. And uh, just for our listeners, I just want you all, folks to all to know that um, we want to keep doing this. We want to keep doing these ablaze. And what's the goal? The goal is not that we're creating a separate little organization or group or context. It's all pointing toward personal, family, and parish discipleships. We want to see parishes fully alive. We want to see families fully alive. We want to see what God desires. And we're imperfect. I am extremely imperfect. Those of you who know me well. And, and you know what? To the glory of God so that when people see my imperfection, if any good comes of it, if Amy's testimony, if Diane's testimony, if any good comes of this, they, they have to say it's not because of that guy or that woman or that human being. It's because of, it's because of God. So we just want to invite you tonight, folks, to hear these testimonies of what happened on Sunday, what's happening in many places, and to know this is, this is the vision. This is the acts of the apostles, not meant to just be a, a historical account a history, a relic, a remnant, you know, a, a cobwebs, but a present description of what God designed us to be and to do. How you doing tonight, Rita? Thanks for calling in. I'm great, Greg. Thank you. Hi, Rita. Hi, Stephanie. Share with us your story. You were there Sunday night. I was. I was. It was an amazing night. And, um, it was a blazing. I, oh, it was blazing. <laughs> that was for Anna Kemp. A blazing night. Amazing and a blazing. <laughs> I love it. Um, but I, again, I thought the unbound process was um, was really great and spot on. It just really allows um, some of the obstacles to be cleared, and it really starts to you know kind of open up that relationship um, with with God and with Jesus to um, allow you to receive His grace and the gifts. Mm-hmm. Of healing, so I think that's just a really, really important part of the whole program. Um, and then Father Matthias, oh my gosh, his enthusiasm and just his confidence and mm-hmm. trust in Jesus' healing power, um, and his experience that he shared with um, seeing people healed. I think it just really helped raise everybody's faith and expectations to receive that healing, mm-hmm. um, yes. and just making yes. them eager and able to believe and receive. Because that's, I think, that's part of it too. Um, you know, you can have people praying over you, but if you're not believing and receiving that grace and that gift, um, it just may not happen. So I think that was was pretty awesome. Um, 
He did an amazing job as he as he shared his own personal testimonies of healing, and it wasn't done in any way, right, Rita? Of like, look at me, look what even look what God right. does through me. It was totally um, you use the words enthusiasm, confidence, trust to make us eager to believe and receive. And you really needed to be in that space, right? You know, just to right. you know feel it and um, beyond feeling, but to just claim it as a truth that this right. is possible. To claim it and to to open yourself up to, um, you know, and like and like Jim had said, it is you know it can be humbling to uh, put yourself in that position and to um, realize that you need help and you need someone to pray for you and you need God's healing healing power in your life. So whether it be spiritual or emotionally or physically, so I think that was just um, uh, just really inspiring to see him bring that about. And Rita, you are a healer. You you have a company that uh, is in this arena of caring for the body, which, as you know, is 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 intimately connected to the soul. There, there, you know, we're a composite, embodied souls. Right. And uh, so you're familiar with this whole thing. Let me ask you the question: um, What does this experience do for you as one who is professionally called and gifted uh, in that realm? Well, um, you know, it allows me to not rely on my own um, ability from what I've learned in school and my experience. I mean, that that um, takes me so far, but um, I've learned to really see people with um, the compassion of Jesus mm-hmm. and um, just to feel, um, feel a person's heart when I'm working with them and, and allow God's love and compassion to flow through me. Um, into that person I'm working with. Um, when I was uh, during adoration um, Sunday, I was kneeling next to a gentleman that I didn't know, and um, he just started weeping. He was mm-hmm. crying. Dr. Matthias was, you know, uh, praying over everyone. And I just felt this huge compassion for him. And, it, you know, I didn't know him. I didn't, you know, <laughs> and, um, know who he was or what mm-hmm. he was going mm-hmm. through. But I just felt, um, you know, in my heart that God wanted me to reach out and, and give him a hug. So mm. I just felt that compassion. And and when I did that, I just felt heat go through my hands. And, and he just looked up and he smiled at me. And um, I just knew that I was sharing God's love and compassion with him. Wow, that's beautiful. So, folks, you're tuned in again to Ignite Radio Live, and we're we're talking about the wonders, the wonder of God, who uh, has not ceased making His presence known through signs and wonders. And if we think about it, folks, could He do it by Himself apart from us? Yes, He's had, as they say, theophanies or manifestations apart from human beings. But if you look at the Bible, if you look at you know salvation history, it really kind of you know if you, you pay attention, really you know pronounces our Catholicism in the sense that God chooses whether whether how it makes sense or whether or not it makes sense we want to understand it but the fact is we see he chooses to manifest himself through human and material instrumentality in the fullness of time he took on flesh and blood in the son of Jesus Christ he entered a culture he spoke their language he used stories about things that were familiar to them you know he uses ink configured a certain way on a sheet of paper that we call holy scripture so he uses the the material world 
as occasions to encounter him. That's the whole vision for our sacramentality. That's the beauty beauty and magnificence of our Catholic faith that Jesus Christ is the author of. Jesus Christ gives us his church literally to be his body as a means to continue his transformation of this world in this day and age. And Sunday, I think, you know, that kind of experience, and many of us have had that experience, is sort of a way to awaken us to the way in which God wants to move all the time. If you go to my website, uh, or I should say, if you go to our Facebook page, or even the Ignite the Planet page, you're going to see an article called Set the World Ablaze. In fact, even if you do a search, Set the World Ablaze at Catholic365.com. So Set the World Ablaze at Catholic365.com. This article that I wrote went viral, and it's through nothing about me. It's just, you know, talking about this, what, you know, the world is hungry, starving for a manifestation of Christ. They need to know that he's with us, that he's truly present, that he wants to perform signs and wonders. Um, that it talks about, really ends this, the short rather shorter article ends with an invitation for you and me to take that step even now or tonight to think about that person close to us a family member that's in need whether emotionally spiritually or physically of knowing god's healing and with confidence saying can i pray over you right now putting that hand on their shoulder letting god's you know speak to us through his holy spirit in our hearts and our minds of of how he's moving us to be his hands and his feet as i think saint Teresa of avila spoke of to be christ has no body now but ours that's what's going on there to literally be god's presence his healing presence uh through us to that person and to be ministers of his healing i want to thank you rita for being with us tonight we're so blessed by you and just again for everybody beautiful community um that we have out there in St. Peter, Huron. They're one of these communities that we've been working with for a number of months um, to become a mission community of disciples. The idea of one becoming 12, becoming 72 with a great pastor friend of ours, Father Jeff McBath, just becoming that mission community first and then overflowing to those around us that they recognize and embrace that also. Anyways, another caller. How you doing tonight, caller? Hopefully she's still with us. Hello? You might be on mute, caller, or maybe not. Let's just try that. Oh, just cut us out. Feel free to call back <laughs> if you are able. Um, just amazing stuff, though, listening to Rita. And um, she w- was actually a few pews in front of me. So seeing um, just all those around and again i had mentioned this earlier but just reaching out to others and how beautiful that the lord moved her with compassion and she responded to that and what that meant to that um to that young man near her and i think we do have our caller back do we have our caller back hello hey it is drum roll please coco Coco, from port clinton how you doing tonight carol I'm doing really good, Stephanie. I re- I just that night was truly an amazing evening, and just hearing everyone's story again, I'm just living those moments. Mm. It, it was really amazing. Um, the good Father, I loved how he said that because of our baptism, mm. we all can pray over each other, and I thought yes. that was excellent to yes. know that we don't have to hold back. Mm. And I did get prayed over for my, I have arthritis in my back. I've had it for a long time. Nothing major or anything that, you you know, some people have arthritis really bad. I just have enough that irritates me every morning when I get up. And since I asked him to pray over it, 
have not had any sniff, stiffness at all. Praise, Praise God. God. Yes. So I can just feel like I can get up and just go, go, go. It's wonderful. <laughs> because, because you were you're so, so sitting slow, around yeah. playing solitaire, doing nothing. <laughs> Hardly the case. What else did you experience on Sunday, um, our dear Coco? I think, um, you know, when you, when you go someplace and you're wondering, you know, like, um, am I in the right place? Mm-hmm. You just knew that you, there was no other place on the earth at that moment that you were to be but right there. And I think that was the experience that I had. Mm-hmm. I thought, I, I'm in heaven. There's no other place to go. No, I, w- I was not anxious to be anyplace else but right there. What a gift. And, and I just knew that the presence of the Holy Spirit was there the way the, that the Good Father was talking to all of us, and mm-hmm. I loved that. So I, I, I don't know. I, I, you know me, I'm... I'm so kindergarten level with everything. I'm not real deep or profound. <laughs> I don't think so. But I just love how the Lord just loves us mm. to take care of us. And all we have to do is ask. And mm. that's what it was all about that night. Right. Absolutely beautiful. As a quick commercial, um, folks, so setablaze.eventbrite.com. I do have it already set up. Thinking November 6th on a Sunday might be the next one. We're in conversation with Father Matthias because all of us felt uh, that we want to radiate this message. We want people to experience this. We want them to encounter this. We want them to, quite frankly, look in the mirror is what it was like. Looking in the mirror and discovering our identity. That, that And it's a Christic identity. Imago Dei, made in the image of God, and not just a concept, but to truly experience the power of God that he wants us to know, and not just a Catholic hot tub that I experience it, kind of like a you know a cedar point, but uh, no, just that our identity is to be instruments of God's love and his grace, and to see it happening that forms us beyond that moment into a movement. So setablaze.eventbrite.com corresponds to, um, if you will, the next ablaze that we want to have. And we would love it if this place, if you will, was packed. We'd love it if priests would bring their uh, congregations and people would come and experience this. And uh, and really, you know, the blessing of awakening. I want to ask you, Coco, um, Okay, so we know that this is a little new to us. A lot of this stuff is new to many of us. And uh, there are reservations. There's doubts when we describe it. As you hear us describe this on the phone, you know, you experience it a little different for you. But um, that folks may have doubts or fears or, you know, how would you speak to those folks who might consider this a little bit outside the lines, a little bit outside that comfortable place as Catholics? And what's the benefit they could hope by taking the step in faith? I think the greatest gift is, besides the priest, was with us. He was helping us. I think the reason why a lot of people are afraid to step out is because we've had seen TV shows that are hokey and whatever else. But because he was there and he shared his stories, and then we were experiencing people right then and there going through their healings right then and there. Mm Mm-hmm. You know that this is not fake, and and I did not have any tingling feelings, no hot, no water dripping on me, whatever what they were going through. <laughs> Father just prayed over me, and he says, test your back, and I did. And he said, how was it? And I go, a lot better than what it's been. And I said, but tomorrow morning will be my true to- story because it's when I get out of bed in the stiffness, mm-hmm. and I bounded out of bed. Mm-hmm. I believed that he, through with the Holy Spirit's help, healed me. And I wanted that. I wanted to believe that. And I think because in the Gospels, Jesus was always doing two things. He was healing people and casting out demons. It hasn't gone away. We can still do those things. 
We just have to have that faith. Amen. What's the What's the one line? And I'm going to show my scripture ignorance here and ignorance of Christ, as Saint Jerome would tell me. But where Jesus speaks of the one town, where he says, where this uh, gospel writer says, and Jesus left there, he could not perform any signs or wonders because there was no faith. And right. so that just speaks to what you're saying, Carol, just, I mean, what a witness too. like you, you believed you were open, you wanted it to happen. And again, that doesn't mean that just because somebody wants something, it will happen, but just through the Lord's power and through his will and through your openness, through your faith, he did allow it to happen. And what an amazing thing, something that um, Father Matthias said at the very end of our time together on Sunday was that people who were experiencing healing of any fashion need to remember to give the Lord great gratitude and thanksgiving and praise and to believe that he really does desire it and that it really is and was happening because it's through those doubts in many different ways that the enemy gets in there. You're not really healed. You're not really worthy. This didn't really happen. But just to claim it and to claim that praise and thanksgiving and to claim and hold on to that expectant faith. Folks, you're tuned in to Ignite Radio Live. Very blessed to be talking about the Ablaze experience this past Sunday. An occasion for us to be open to the Holy Spirit, not to be confined to that moment or those hours, but to awaken us to what it means to be God's people, Catholics, alive in the Holy Spirit, to be that holy community corresponding to Holy Communion. We hope that it continues. Tonight, you've heard uh, from a number of beautiful women giving testimony. I want and, and a gentleman, Jim. That's true. Gentleman, thank Jim. you. You're right. Uh, just Joseph, while you're there as our producer tonight, a young man, 16, um, share with us your experience from a youth standpoint. Uh, I just thought, can you hear me? We can, we hear, can hear you. We can hear you well. Okay. I just thought it was a really incredible night full of God's Spirit. Like, you could just feel the spirit's presence there like the air was just so thick with the spirit is like impossible not to feel it um i was just able to kind of partake in it all which is unusual for me because usually i'm helping with something or uh figuring out logistics or music or whatever but i was just kind of able to partake of it which is really a blessing and um being there and being present when father Matthias was praying over people and just seeing that power and really i guess what i took away from it mostly was kind of what you were talking about earlier dad and just like miracles are possible and we need to start believing that. And they're not just possible at St. Jerome's parish with father Matthias mm. in front of the Eucharist. God is wanting to work miracles all the times in our, all the time in our life. And he's just waiting for people to be confident in that power and be confident in his spirit and his presence. Like wherever we go, God is wanting to do miracles. God is wanting to work through us and we just need to be open to him and attuned to the movements of the spirit in our life. And more than that though, just be confident in the prayer. It was amazing how, confident uh, Father Matthias was and I think that is what hit so many people is how confident he was in prayer and we need to be like that also we need to believe with um, anticipation with confidence that Jesus is going to do great things and he's going to do them through us thank you Joseph and uh, folks Again, just blessed to be with you here tonight to be sharing these real-life miracle stories of God's present love and His present power, and He wants to do all the more. 
And maybe tonight some of you folks are um, maybe looking in a need of a manifestation of God's presence uh, spiritually, emotionally, physically. You're in circumstances and you're crying out maybe and saying, God, why don't you? Or where are you? Or please do your thing in my life. And he's a mysterious God. I don't know why maybe he chooses God in his love and mercy to heal some versus others. That's a mystery only known to him. We do know, though, that everyone who calls upon his name He will be present. He is present. He loves you with his arms. He will embrace you. He will comfort you. All the suffering of this world um, will, will end. Will end one day if we faithfully persevere in him. If we're aware that we're never closer to him than in our sufferings, we need to say that. That, you know, many of the saints, you know, Saint Teresa of Calcutta experienced tremendous moments of absence of God. And that was to the glory of God also. That's all part of this, you know, wonderful call to be the body of Christ. But we are asking you um, to really prayerfully that God would breathe into us an anticipation of his power and that he wants to use use us to be his presence to the world. He wants to use us to uh, be a means of healing and transformation that we seize that opportunity and take those steps in faith. So in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, we do lift up these petitions of people who have asked for our prayers tonight. We join Robert's prayer for continued healing for Yvonne, for the upcoming charismatic conference, Lord, that you may just pour your spirit through all of those mm. present, that you may draw all of those who you desire to be there. For all of the men, both making and working the Curcio weekend this um, September 15th through 18th, Lord, just may it be a powerful encounter with you there. We pray with Donna for Lini, who is fighting a second battle with cancer, and anyone else who's struggling with cancer. We pray for Matthew and anyone else looking for gainful employment. For Santo, the, um, for his soul, and that he may find eternal rest in you, Lord, and for the family that mourns him back in Erie. For Jane's um, request for um, Mark from, uh, recovering in an a- from an accident and um, for good health and recovery. We join Brenda in a prayer for her dad and all others. Lord, let your blessing pour forth on all of your people, God, that we may more fully know you and love you and serve you and reveal your glory to the nations, to the glory of your name. Through Christ our Lord, amen. Amen.